Now this is a story all about how Drew and I started a podcast. Yeah, what we doing, y'all? This is Sex, Drugs, and Jesus Christ, your favorite podcast. Don't act like it's not. You're only fooling yourself, and it's getting a little annoying. And your favorite podcasters, Drew Harrison here. And your boy, Carson Butcher. We're having a great time. We're chilling at Drew's, like always. Drew, tell them what this week's episode is about, my dude. This week's episode is about the power... You ready for this? The power of words. The power of words. How powerful are words? Words are so powerful. Let me tell somebody. I gotta go tell someone. Words are powerful, okay? Drew, sit down. He he, he left the room. Okay. He's coming back. Guys, words are so powerful. Um, Basically, if you've ever heard of the law of attraction, we believe in that very... Gosh. That was Drew rocking a little bit of the Goofy movies power line. <laughs> power line. Is that what it is? Power in words. Wow. Segway. We're back on. That could okay, yeah, that's huge. That's God, that's the Holy Spirit right there. Um, guys, so what we were saying, the power of words. W- Drew and I believe whether you're a Christian, atheist, Muslim, Hindu, whatever you are, your words have power. What you speak and believe over your life, that is what is gonna come to happen. Um it happens. It's happened literally throughout history forever. Um, but what we're going to single in and talk about today is that if you mix that, if you mix the belief of the power of words and then put that to what the Bible says about things, um, man, you could just crush it. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what we think, right? Yeah. And to be honest, like this is a new concept for me personally within the past few years or so. And um, I think that there is a lot of power in words. I think that um, specifically, I think I, my my concept of this idea is um, whether you believe one thing about yourself or not, um, you're putting up maybe roadblocks for yourself, and you're not allowing your your mind and your thoughts and your actions to really p- achieve the things that you're actually able to achieve because you believe less of yourself in those ways. Maybe you've said less of yourself in those ways. Um, what is give me give me like the full idea of words are powerful. Um, Okay. I'll give you, so basically, even like in a worldly standpoint, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is from a really, really small farm town in Canada. He was always a funny kid, but he was never a a big deal until he was in his um, late 20s. Basically, Jim Carrey, when he was a teenager, he would go out to this field by his house. He would literally outstretch his hands and say, I'm ready for what you have. It's coming for me. Now, Jim wasn't a Christian. He just said, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to be the most, the the funniest, most liked man in the world. And he would literally walk out every day into that field with his hands out. He then wrote himself a check for $10 million and put it away and was going to have it mailed to himself in five years. In five years, it was mailed to himself and he had $10 million. He actually had the money to cash. Oh my gosh. So that is just one of hundreds of stories of people that truly believe the words and the thoughts that they have about their life are going to happen. What do you, do you think that like this idea, like dissected down, um, is more than just making goals for yourself? Would you say that like he made that goal to write this check and then that goal was what then propelled him to put in the work to do those things? Absolutely. I think that it's, it's a, you know, the Bible says faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. So that's also a, a principle that you know, even if you're not a Christian, you're putting work towards what you believe. Mm. Um, that's that's just an overall concept. But I truly believe that um, 
when, what we're talking about it, the way that we're talking about it is, is that if you can get to the point to where, you know, obviously people want to be comfortable, people want to, you know, want to make a nice living, want to have a great house and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm not talking about like treating God like a genie, saying like, in Jesus' name, I want to have a Lambo and tomorrow, and, and not saying there's anything wrong with a Lambo, guys. But what I'm saying is that if you're putting it towards like, I thank you in Jesus' name that I'm going to complete my call. I thank you in Jesus' name today that I'm going to make somebody's life change for the better. I thank you in Jesus' name that I will walk completely hand in hand with you um, today with whatever you have for me. Think, things like this, your life is going to start to change. Mm. Um, Drew, have you ever personally, I don't know about you, but I know myself, I've had some times where I've been really inward and I've just been like, oh, what about me? This isn't working out. I'm, I'm not having a good time. I'm not making enough money. I'm... I don't have as many friends, as it, and then everything in my life was just terrible. Yeah. Um. And then literally, I remember my own mother was like, "You need to stop being so inward. Mm. You need to take whatever you have and fold it out and become outward, and literally go out and ask God and speak over your life. How can I make a difference in somebody's life? Mm. How can I? How can I change someone's day for the better? I mean, as that. What's yeah, your experience um, with that? Us moving here to Nashville, that was a big. That was a big deal. Um, didn't really know where. Uh, I was supposed to be, what I was supposed to do, um, kind of all those things. And we knew God had called us specifically to be in Nashville. And um, so it was really, uh, for, for us, there was a time that we went through where it was like, how's this going to work? Like, who's going to pay the bills? How is the, how's the money going to get here? How are we going to be able to do this? And I, I was very inwardly focused on my needs and my necessities. And, like, and it was crazy because the verse that the Lord gave us during that season was seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. And I think there's a lot of power in us seeking God's plan for our life. Um, like you said, God, I'm, I want to answer my call today. And that shows because he started it. He's given you the call. He, he was the, um, the author of what we're doing right now. And I think that when we say, okay, God, I'm going to do what you've planned for me to do. I think we're lining up with God's will for our life. And um, so for us, it was me working at a coffee shop and at a print shop and um, some doing some of those types of things. And it was just a daily grind at, at doing those things. But I had a power and I had like a, I had a spirit and I had um, the Lord just with me. Like I had his Holy Spirit there. I had his power to like really just not just work, but also just to pour into the lives that are around me. Um, because I wasn't focused so much about how am I going to make my life work out. I was more focused on how can I make these people see who Jesus is. That's huge. That's yeah. literally a perfect life example of how your words and your thoughts affect your day to day. Um, a big thing too is guys is that like when we say that this is this is I don't want you to get confused and think like well these words am I not allowed to use them for myself that that is not how it is um, in our society. In our culture, in our age range, I'm talking, you know, 18, 17 to young 30s, we're literally looking at, it just seems, and I'm not sure if it's just because data is recorded now more frequently, but man, the, the people that struggle with anxiety and struggle with depression and pressure and, and scared of not, not going to make it, it seems like it is so great and yeah. so like prevalent in our community. Yeah. And if that's something that you struggle with, you have the power through Jesus to change that. And it literally starts with now. This, this isn't the only thing that you. This isn't the only thing that you have to do, but it seriously. This starts with you literally getting up and say, "I thank you in Jesus' name. Today is going to be a great day. I thank you in Jesus' name that any anxiety, any depression, anything that's over me right now has to fall off of me by the wayside. 
I thank you in Jesus' name that I'm happy and I'm focused on serving and helping people. And I thank you through that in Jesus' name I'm going to find my calling. I'm going to find what I'm supposed to do. And when you start to do that every day, make that a routine and make that a part of your relationship with God, your life seriously changes. Yeah, It does for the better. Yeah. What? Well, let me ask this question. So say say you're somebody, hypothetically, somebody maybe that's listening, say like, I, I do deal with anxiety. I do deal with depression. I deal with these things that... Um, these mental disorders or whatever it is, or maybe it's just like things that you just, that just have happened that um, maybe you feel like the enemy has put on you. Maybe it's things that you just accepted and you're just like, this is who I am now. Um, types of things like that. Where, what is the um, exception? And maybe where, what is your thought on what if God just has allowed this maybe to happen to you? Like a Job situation. He's sure. allowed death to happen in your life. He's allowed like this, the worst of things to happen in your life. What is the benefit? Why Why is those things happening to people? Um, no matter how many times maybe they ask for that to be taken away, where's the Where's the light at the end of the tunnel for those people? That's a great question. And to be honest, um, guys, I don't have all the answers. I don't think you do either, Drew. And no. it's, it's, it's something that um, we can just kind of give the big biblical principles on how to work with that. But, but that's a huge thing. And to be honest, guys, when I say that all, you know, speaking over yourself, it, it's not like a big easy button. It's not like you're um, just getting up and like checking a box off your list and you're like, okay, I'm good to go now. I don't have to worry about this anymore. Right. That's not the way it is. The devil literally comes at us every single day. And if he knows that there's something in the past that we struggle with, he'll hit us with that twice as hard mm -hmm. every day, especially yeah. when we start speaking against it. So I'm not speaking on mental health. I'm not speaking on chemical imbalances. Guys, I don't know as much about that. To be honest, if that's something that is really, really prevalent in your life, then there is other measures that probably need to be taken, whether that's therapy or medications or whatever. But what I'm saying is that things that, that can help and you can start today that are free and don't cost consultations and you don't have to worry about side effects is just speaking Christ and speaking life over your over your day in life every single day. I think we can we can claim the promise that he gives us peace that passes understanding. Absolutely. So I think if we cling to that, if we know that Christ is the giver of that promise, um, which he is, then then we could cling to that promise to know that we have peace and we say, Lord, I accept your peace this morning. Absolutely. No matter what the what the world throws at me, no matter what the devil throws my way. Um, I'm going to live above it. You yeah. know? I'm going to have my mind above it on the things above and not on the things that are going on that are just temporal. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely, man. That's huge. Um, and to be honest, guys, saying this, like I said before, it's not an easy button. This also doesn't mean that bad things don't happen to you anymore. Um, God literally said that while we're on this earth, we're going to go through tests and we're going to go through trials and things yeah. aren't, aren't always going to be great. Um, I've never really personally struggled with depression. I've had you know a little bit off and on. Uh, I've never really struggled with anxiety. I've never struggled with fear, but I also, uh, I haven't had a perfect life. I mean, literally one of my very best friends when he was 21 years old was killed in a construction accident. Uh, he was a part of my band and, um, that just shook me and my friend group to the core. It was just something that it just can't be explained. It can't be, uh, th there's really no words that can, you know, really makes it feel better. There's nothing. The only thing that we can understand and know, guys, is that we live in a broken world. And when there's a choice to love God and a choice whether to do right or wrong, um, good and bad things are going to come with that. And that's my biggest question that I get asked a lot of from people that aren't Christians or, or just curious, so, well, if God loves us, why does this happen? Mm -hmm. Why does that happen? Why did my uncle die of cancer? Um, 
And like I said before, guys, we don't have all the answers, but what I do know is that when when God created us, He created us with an option to either say, yes, Jesus, I love you, I want to follow you, or no, I'm going to do it my own way. Mm-hmm. And with that option, if He didn't create that option and He created us to just all say, yeah, we're just going to follow Jesus, there's no reason for anything. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for good or bad. There's no reason for consequences or none. It, it just doesn't have any meaning. Uh, and one of the biggest, best ways I've ever had it explained to me is that if there was no bad in the world, if nothing bad ever happened, there would never be any good. Mm. And if there was no good, then why are we here? There's no difference between us and that microwave sitting on your thing. We would just do a job and and at the end of the day, you know, go home and, and die and that's it. Yeah. And obviously that's not what we want to do. So, I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's huge. I think that's something that, um, that I've definitely have struggled with just through my walk of faith of like finding the right answer for that and um, just helping people grow in that space where they're asking that question. I think if you get to the place where you're asking that question, uh, you're searching on the right path. I think that um, I think wanting to know more about who God is and um, how God works is a great path to be on. Um, I think that we, we have to remember like the Bible says we're in a fallen world. I think that there, I mean, there's sin in this world um, there's things that happen here. We're not in a perfect place, and I think that when those trials come, it should be more of a more though though it is a downer. I think it should be more encouraging that this isn't our home. Like Absolutely, this yeah. isn't the end of the story, and uh, when we have Christ, that we know that there's something better to come, and we don't have to live in a world that's uh, broken anymore when we're with Him. Uh, a world that experienced death and loss and illnesses and all those types of things, and. Um, that's just the, 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 the thing that happens when we live in a sinful world where sin, uh, reigns and that's where we are now. But one day the Lord says, you know, in revelation that he'll wipe away every tear from every eye. And sure. uh, that's comforting to know. So what, let me ask you a question. So with yeah. the idea and, um, what we've been talking about this whole time, words have power. How is, how does that affect, um, maybe we've talked about how that can affect ourselves. How can that affect others? How can we use words in a powerful way? Uh, with other people? Uh, I'll give you a, a good example for both bad and good. If you have, if you ever grow up and you have that kid who is in your class and he's really big and he's um, not super nice and he is always, you call, he's always calling you stupid, or he's always calling you fat, or he's always calling you um, an idiot or you don't know what you're doing. Um, if you get, if that is spoken over you enough and you take hold of that, you will literally grow up and believe everything that was was said over you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a huge practical thing to think about is that you not only do you have the responsibility of speaking life over yourself, you have just as big of a responsibility as speaking life over someone who does not know Jesus. Yeah, That is huge. If you are in a place where someone is, you know, kind of getting hurt or getting bullied or just getting just the words that are spoken are being spoke over them are wrong. And if you are not adding life to that situation, then you are, you're basically the bully yourself. Yeah. Cause that is, that is our job as Christians or even not even as a Christian, just as a person to be able to use words in a way that benefits other people's life. I mean, that's our job. That's so important. Yeah. And so we can, we can speak life over ourselves all day, but if we're not getting to the place where that is trickling into our everyday, uh, everyday routine and we're not speaking life over others, then we're, we're, we're only getting half of the pie, yeah. basically. 
And so it's so it's so important for you and for us, me and Carson, um, to surround ourselves with people that speak life yeah. um, constantly, not not just in their own life, but also in your life. And um, we're we're so happy that we've. I, I believe we found that, like here Absolutely. in Nashville. Yeah. Um, we're part of a ministry here um, called My Local, and it's a great thing. Um, people that love to pour life into others and um, just been able to experience really what that means, that words have power. Yeah, um, Guys, we know this is a, a heavy topic, and we're really excited that you stuck in there and, and hung with us today and listened all the way through. Um, if this is somebody that you know that may be going through some of this stuff, uh, just share this podcast with them. Hopefully... Um, they'll see Jesus through it. And um, if you want to continue the conversation, maybe you have questions even, uh, DM us on social media, uh, on our Instagram account, at Sex, Drugs, and Jesus Christ there on Instagram. And we'd love to have a conversation with you and talk with you. Um, so we know this is a tough topic, but uh, this is this is why we do this, so we can um, just share Jesus and who he is and how good he is and uh, for you guys to just be able to hear that. Um, so we always like to end our, our podcast with maybe one of our favorite segments, um, it's called Totally True Stories, and Carson is, um, he lived, you lived a very adventurous lifestyle, uh, right? I've had a crazy one, man. It's been, it's been wild, to be honest. Yeah. Well, so, um, we were talking the other night, um, all these stories are, they blow my mind, but they're so true, 100%. You can look them up. There's a website that we mentioned in an earlier podcast. You can check that out. Yep. Um, but... You told me the story about you had a band, right? You had a rock and roll band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so whenever you guys were in Detroit, y'all stopped by the, the zoo, and one of your band members, they, they stole one of the, the penguins from the zoo. Is that true? And they put it back on the tour bus? What what happened? Gosh, that was crazy. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, so like Drew said, we were in Detroit. We were about you know five or six hours away from playing the show. We were trying to figure out what to do. Someone says, hey, let's go to the zoo. I heard the zoo here is cool. We're like, fine, let's do it. So we get to the zoo. It's packed as usual. Um, one of my one of my band members is really, really a big penguin fanatic. So What day was it? Um, this was March 4th, um, 2013. March 4th is like known for the most busiest day at zoos. It is a pretty big deal, yeah. Um, so... We were we were heading to the penguin penguin attraction and we get there and it is just swamped with people. I mean, there is like no way for us to get in. And my buddy Daryl at the time says, "You know, I'm not I'm not taking this. I paid money for a ticket. Penguins are literally like my friend. Yeah, just like chicken nuggets are like my friend. Um, <laughs> and." He says, penguins are like my friends, and I'm not going to not spend time with them. I'm not doing it. I said, okay, well, easy, big girl. But he was pretty upset, he about, was pretty it. upset about it. He started to cry, and we said, we said, listen, man, it's okay. We can come back another time. He said, no. He said, that is very mean. I said, okay, you know. He was, he was not happy. He also sounded like King Curtis from Wife Swap. Um, but anyway, so he says, look, you guys go back to the bus. Give me an hour. And then everything will be fine. He we stayed said, by himself. Yeah, he stayed by himself. So I don't know if this account, oh this is just what he tells us, but I do know what ended up happening. So basically what happens is, is he gets back to the bus and he's got one of the penguins under his coat. Um, he had sedated it with some... Oh <laughs> he sedated it with some uh, sedative that I used to have when I worked in a dentist office. See, I, dentist oh, office, yeah. I actually kept that with me a couple times because you know i wasn't legally allowed to practice in an office anymore or in the u.s 
But hey, you know, when you're in a bus and it's dark and someone uh, needs a root canal, something's got to happen and someone's got to step up. I did it. I had to. With all my training and all my experience, there was no reason I couldn't help. Man, I thought you weren't a real doctor, though. I, I mean, what's the term "real"? I mean, are we are we even real <laughs> here? Is this even real? So, or? did you do real training or you didn't do real training? I, I, it's that's for you to decide. I feel like I did enough to do what I needed to do. So, anyway, back to the story. He has a penguin sedated. Uh, it was very big. I don't know how he how he got it out there. It was one of those macaroni penguins, the one that's got those crazy eyebrows. Um, so it got back to to the bus, and we ended up just doing like a weekend at Bernie's thing with it. So we put glasses and a little Hawaiian shirt on, and we were taking pictures. And it was still the, the penguin's still alive. Yeah, right? no, he's alive. Yeah, he's just hanging out. He's just like tongue out of his mouth. So we were just raging with him, like oh <laughs> listen to Post Malone, <laughs> just <laughs> bouncing with him. It was crazy. Um, yeah, so one of my buddies ended up not thinking. He posted the video on Instagram and tagged the zoo. So that wasn't really oh smart. Gosh, they were, terrible they were already looking for him. So we got raided by the cops. Uh, the penguin woke up before they got here. He went berserk, and he bit the toe off of our driver, uh, old Eddie. Old Eddie. So that didn't he's work like out 20s. well. He's Eddie's in his No, 20s. he was about 88. Oh, he's actually old. Yeah, he's, he's really, really old. He legally was uh, almost blind, so he probably shouldn't have been driving. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, guys, crazy story, but it's true. Basically, basically, my buddy Daryl, he he snuck into the uh, he snuck into the penguin attraction and he hit one of the guards over a head with over their head with a stick, and he made his way out of there with a macaroni penguin. Um, it was a really Really, not not as good a story as I normally have, <laughs> but it was true. <laughs> it's so true. It's very true, guys. And you know, sometimes some of our stories are just crush, and sometimes they're <laughs> a little better than average. So, but that's life, guys. You can't always have, you know, knockout stories, right? I mean, sometimes you're not as funny as you, 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 in, in your life. <laughs>